All right, welcome back to What's Next. We are talking about the book of James, and we are talking about Christmas because it's just a few days away. And so yesterday's message, we talked about James chapter 5, verse 8, around the idea of taking courage. And I think we, we think about that sometimes when we talk about the Christmas story, but you really helped put it in perspective, Pastor Jay, when you were talking about the individual ways different people in the story had to take courage. It was mm. the idea of taking courage looked different for each person, for Mary, for Joseph, uh, for the shepherds, for the wise man. I mean, you sp- focused mostly on Joseph, but you did express how each of these people had to experience courage in some way. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, uh, the whole idea of courage, uh, as I tried to support, is that uh, fear has to exist for courage to kind of be able to rise up. And uh, even as we get started this morning, Pastor Mike, you know, there's this part of me that's going, I, I want to do this. And uh, and I'm wondering, should I, I'm a little afraid to give it a try, but I'm not going to, I'm going to let courage rise up. We have ourselves a new digital device <laughs> that is helping us to record. And we can even have buttons that do this kind of stuff. Hey, look at that. How exciting. This is like the angels talking to Joseph. Here he comes. <laughs> There, look at that, people. I know we have all kinds of fun now. So if you're listening, uh, you know, we may be a little bit off our rocker, but hey, we're we're not going to be fearful. We're going to be courageous. So yeah, the message, uh, sorry for that little interlude there, everyone, but hopefully it brings a smile to your face. Um, trying to merger this theme of Advent and, of course, the coming of Christ, which we celebrate when we think of Christmas, but from the passage in James, it's about the second coming of Christ. So there are actually two Advents. The first Advent, when Jesus came as a baby. The second Advent, Advent when Jesus will return. So James is helping us to understand, okay, how, how do we live in our current day and age with what we are waiting on, what we're anticipating? And uh, this idea of take courage was the, the theme of the day. Yeah, and so I think as we discuss Christmas and as we are discussing um, the second coming of Christ, sometimes we feel like we cannot relate with those who were waiting on Jesus to arrive at Christmas time, um, but we really can because we're waiting on Jesus to hmm. return. And uh, I saw a meme yesterday. I thought it was really funny. It was of a dog in front of a Christmas tree. Okay. And uh, the, <laughs> the sign on the dog said... Um, I ate baby Jesus off the nativity scene, so I'm a little scared of the second coming. Um, That's good. Uh, yeah, so I mean, that that dog needed some courage. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and maybe he had a little too much courage at the beginning. He's going to need some courage going forward. Uh, but I think sometimes we get so excited about the coming of Christ the first time at Christmas time mm-hmm. uh, because we have 2020 hindsight. Yeah. We can see the story after the fact. Uh, but we don't see what's coming up in the days ahead. And mm-hmm. so we need courage for the second coming, but we can draw from what took place. In yeah, the first. absolutely. I mean, let's face it. We do look back and because we know what we know, it gives us a great reminder. And so uh, we definitely want to celebrate every year. And yet we live today. So we can't live in the past. We can't just say, oh, to go back to those days. We have to live today. And what does, t- what does today hold? 
And if based on the scripture, we know the Lord will return. Hey, you know what? We actually can identify with those who were waiting before and we are waiting now. So how are we to wait? Uh, the scripture says, take courage. Uh, don't give in. Don't give up. Uh, hold on. Even in the midst of any fear that you may have, uh, there is an opportunity that I'm going to do new things. And that's what we were trying to emphasize. I think a key thing that we often forget to talk about, or when we talk about it, uh, is the idea that we shouldn't be afraid. Um, right. That fear is a bad emotion. That mm -hmm. fear is something we shouldn't experience. That if we are fearful, then um, then we are n then almost like we're sinning. Like right. if there's I'm something like, wrong, there's with something us. wrong. Right. right. Like I should not be afraid. But that's not what the scripture says. The scripture doesn't say we shouldn't be afraid. The the scripture talks about living in courage and fear. It mm -hmm. says we shouldn't be anxious, yeah. but anxiety and fear are two different things. Mm -hmm. um, and so in our culture, we've said, you know, you shouldn't be afraid of that or you shouldn't fear that when really there's a lot of things we should be afraid of, but it's rising up and living in courage uh, against those fears. Yeah. Let's face it. We are going to face difficulties, opposition. Uh, we are going to have moments in our life when something feels threatening to us. So there's really, I guess the only way you could avoid that would be to what, go to a deserted island and be on your own the rest of your life and never have an attacker. You know, I mean, I suppose, but that's yeah, but not then I'm realistic. afraid I'm not going to be able to eat. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> How am I going to grow my vegetables on this deserted island? Where am I going to um, get my chocolate? Oh, <laughs> man, now you're really touching a sweet spot. Ooh, Ooh. we like that, eh? Oh, nice. Thank you. Uh, I think the, the beauty of courage is understanding. I, I gave a, a quote that I had, uh, a definition, I guess, of courage in the message yesterday. Uh, and this is what I said, the mental or moral strength to venture, persevere, and withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. So there is a part where we recognize something is there that is dangerous or concerning to us. But we're willing to venture in, step in, uh, embrace it, not run from it. You know, um, the classic statement that can get used for our lives is we face our fears. So, you know, there can be any kind of a fear. I mean, we can talk about this from all kinds of different angles, phobias and fears. And really, the, the best way to face our fears is to... Uh, you know, kind of incrementally and slowly introduce ourselves to those fears so that they we don't let them continue to have control over us. Well, in this moment, taking courage is saying, I am not retreating. I am not running away and hiding from this that is overwhelming me. I'm going to actually step into it. And by God, he's given us a, you know, great word here, take courage. And just those two words, I think, stir up a yes, let's step into this. And I think that's one of the key things that differentiates fear from anxiety is that we talk about God as Jesus as Emmanuel, God with us. And you yeah. talked a lot about that. When we are being anxious, we are not looking at God partnering with us hmm. in stepping forward. When we are fearful, but stepping f forward in courage, we are acknowledging that I am afraid of this situation, but God is with me. Yeah. So I'm going to take courage and walk forward, knowing that this situation isn't on my own. Yeah. But I can take courage knowing Emmanuel, God is with me. Yeah. Now, I mean, fear can do 
crazy things to us that we will start to rely on ourselves. We will forget God mm-hmm. and we'll just think, okay, I got to find a way or, and I just can't do this because I don't have it within me. And yeah, probably true. We don't have it all within us, but to be reminded of what God says, uh, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Uh, I will be with you. Uh, if God is for us, who can be against us? That's Romans chapter eight and verse 31. So, you know, when it comes to uh, knowing that we have a God who is greater, what the old Veggie Tales song, greater than the boogeyman. Oh, right? yeah, I love that Ooh, song. Man, we could play God that somewhere, right? Oh, I'm going to have to stop him. He's getting away. He's getting away oh, sorry, from me. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so there is that part for us that we go, God is bigger. And if I can continue to develop this confidence that I trust in God in the midst of my fears, then scripture is that, you know, reveal that God is for us, what can be against us. It's like there is nothing that can be against us that's greater than God. Now, and fear wants to create that, but we have to keep trusting God and take courage. And so something that's uniquely different about our waiting for the second return versus when Christ came the first time is when Christ came the first time, encounters with God were limited, like encounters with the Holy Spirit, encounters with the Father. They were all, you know, prophecies. Uh, They were prophets. They were all very select and few people which is why we have these books of prophecies. Hmm. It wasn't until Christ came, his death and his resurrection, that we have this, and then the spirit coming at Pentecost, that now God is really with us all the time. This Emmanuel, God came incarnate and then sent his spirit to be with us. And so as they waited for the first coming of Christ, they didn't really have God present in their daily lives in the way we can today, where the spirit is present with us as we await Christ's return. Yeah, that's a good a good point. And think of the Old Testament and many times when they wanted to experience God, they went to a place. They went to the tabernacle or they went to the mountain or they went mm-hmm. and experienced God there. But then it was like I can't wait to get back there. Interestingly, and hopefully you can receive this well, there might be people that go the only place that I experience God is when I go to church. So I have to go to service to experience God. And hopefully when you are attending a worship service, you do experience God. But that's not the only time we can experience God is just at a worship service. We can experience the presence of God every minute of every day. And I think that's the beauty of what you're bringing up is I don't have to wait for a moment or an event or a service Those are fantastic, and I'm going to draw from them, but I am also going to have the daily experience practicing the presence of God in my life, and the Holy Spirit will guide me, and he will give me courage uh, so that I don't have to wait to go back to church to muster up more courage to hopefully get me through this week. Hopefully there is courage that comes from going to service, but you can find courage any moment of a day through the week. So that's the cool thing. Yeah, the the scriptures talk about the key of the Old Testament was being in the temple. You had to go to the temple yearly to make your sacrifice and to find the presence of God. And the priest would, one priest once a year would enter into the Holy of Holies to enter into the presence of God. And then when Christ died, the scriptures tell us that the veil that was between the people and the Holy of Holies ripped from top down, Mm. from God down to humanity. And then the scriptures talk about how now we are the temple, how Christ has come and dwelt within us on yep. a regular daily basis, yep. which is amazing. Very cool. 
And so as we continue to talk about Christ within us, uh, God with us on a daily, regular basis, and this need for courage, um, each person in the uh, in the story of Christ's birth, they had to demonstrate courage in a new way. Mm. For them to encounter Christ actually took courage. Yeah. And I think that's good for us to recognize in our own lives that there is uh, an element of needing courage to encounter Christ fully, whether that's by uh, being open and honest with yourself and with God about what's going on in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe you're facing uh, detractors, people who uh, make fun of you for being a Christian or for how can you have faith. Um, maybe it's... Um, like the shepherds, just the the story itself of God becoming man is so overwhelming in its own right, and you don't feel worthy. Hmm. Each and every person had this element of fear that we can definitely relate with, and it takes courage to then encounter Christ. Yeah. Uh, let's take Mary, for example, you know, a young girl, mm-hmm. uh, suggestions, maybe 14, Um she wouldn't have much status of her day. Uh, she was asked by Joseph uh, to marry. So when she gets word from the angel that she is going to um, be carrying the Christ child, uh, there's a part which, you know, as it said, she was troubled. She was, you know, startled by this, like, what in the world is going on? And how will I ever be able to do this? So she asked some questions and the angel reassured her, you know, this is a blessing. This is what you're called to do. And so she found a way to do that, which I'm sure there must have been a lot of thoughts. We don't get to really experience all of what she was thinking, but definitely there were things that she must have felt that what what would this mean for me in this community and how will people ever trust or believe this? You know, Joseph would be the same. Um you know, here I am, I'm engaged, we're to be married, and my wife is pregnant. Oh my goodness, my my reputation, my life, my future, it is all going to be changed overnight. And the, the thoughts that were swirling, I'm sure, in his heart and mind, which the scripture says he was going to divorce her quietly. Sounds like he was still a good man and was going to do something respectful, but he had to do what he had to do. So the angel came to him and said, uh, you know, take her to be your wife. So he had to go through, I'm, I'm sure what we don't read in the scripture, but just the ways in which people were like, oh my goodness, there's the couple. There they are. There's mm-hmm. the ones that we all know, you know, and all of those things that we can look back. But man, if you were living in the time, I would think that would be overwhelming by days where you'd go, I have to keep going forward and I have to find courage to do this. But I do it because God told me and he spoke to me. And so I can do it in confidence. But still, from a human perspective, I'm sure it had to be uh, really a burden by times. Yeah, I can just imagine the kitchen table conversation. Yeah. Hey, did you hear Mary's pregnant? Yeah. Oh, who's the father? Well, she says God is. Yeah. Like, that she never, like, she was never with a guy. What? Yeah. Like who's she protecting? <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, crazy. <laughs> uh, but that's, it's, it's the miracle of, of the birth of God and yeah. of birth of Jesus Christ. And so it took courage. Yeah, it did. I, I think of the shepherds. I go, here are the, the, the common everyday people in, in actuality, probably the ones that viewed themselves and many pe- people viewed them as insignificant uh, to be disregarded, 
to be kind of like take care of the sheep and and uh you know keep your mouth quiet don't say anything but man they they were praising god they were telling people um which would be courageous for shepherds to do that but they were so overcome by this experience they could not not um mm. share right so um where it would have been so easy for them to go, who in the world would believe this? I mean, we're shepherds. Like, there's no way that we're going to go and tell people. But they did. And uh, so they found courage that came out of something that was like initially a very terrifying experience that the angels, when they when they showed up, right? It was uh, kind of like the, uh, the, the soundtrack we got going here. Here it is, right? Here come the angels. Hey guys, in the field, listen to this. I have some good news to share with you. And they're like, what? <laughs> what is that? Um, so, but they followed through. They found a way. Um, so, it, you know, all of us, how do we relate to them? You know, now we may say, I'm not a 14-year-old teenager. I'm not a young adult male getting ready to marry. I'm not a chef. You know, I mean, we can go there, but we can just say, what about the principles here? Mm-hmm. You know, you go, here's a, um, a young girl who doesn't have any status. Here's a young man who has a reputation. Here's some shepherds that people think, you know, you don't really have anything to offer to us. You have wise men. We didn't talk about them, but in this podcast, but in the message, you know, wise men that, you know, they're they seem to be some pretty smart dudes. Um, but they're foreigners. They're foreign, yeah. And and the king of the land they're on has been very clear with his expectations. Yes, yeah. And they're like, we're not going back there, you know, because uh, we know what he's up to, and, and we're just not going to do it. So everybody has kind of their own personal. Uh, experience with the fear and then the stepping into the situation to move forward with courage. And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Each of those people in some way faced loneliness and being an outcast. Mm. They, they didn't belong where they were and yet God used them. Yeah. And that's where the courage to step into a relationship with Christ comes in because you might feel like you are unworthy. You might feel like you are alone. You might feel like um, you are an outcast like you like it just shouldn't be you god mm. shouldn't be wanting to encounter you yeah but that's that's the beauty yeah of the and gospel. you know courage is interesting because it, it's like you know would you answer it's like the word humble or humility would would we admit that we're humble it's kind of like <laughs> the minute i admit it am i missing something maybe i'm not all that humble that's like when moses wrote in uh, the old testament that he was the most humble man who ever walked the earth <laughs> <laughs> there you go so the, then the other question would be am i uh, am i a courageous person and maybe there's a part of us that says yeah i want i am or i want to be but in actuality it's when something happens that you recognize courage stirred up inside of me and I stepped into a situation. I I think of different times in my life where like, um, almost like, where did that come from? How how did I step into that? Why why did I say that? Step into that, confront that, stop that. I mean, whatever it was, how did courage rise up? And so I guess the, the part of that could be, I know it's there. And I know I've experienced courage in small ways and big ways. But this encouragement from James is, listen, as you're waiting, as you continue to live for Christ, as you prepare for his second coming, as you live in your current day and age, take courage. 
uh, hold on to what uh, the promises that God has for you. A big part of fear is that we don't know the outcome. Hmm. We don't know what's going to happen. I mean, we do know that Christ is coming and we do know that victory is sure, but we don't know what's going to happen within our own lifetime. Yeah. And so that's a part of fear is that there is the unknown. And you said this key phrase yesterday that I'm sure every parent had singing in their head. <laughs> you said, courage enables us to walk forward into the future, into the unknown, right? <laughs> and so I'm sure all the frozen parents were yeah, out yeah, there yeah. going, oh, man. Um, <laughs> Do we need some more music? <laughs> <laughs> but but the reality is, like, that is what courage is about. Courage is about saying, I don't know what's going to happen next. But I'm willing to step forward in courage, knowing that what I do can change the outcome. Hmm. Because Christ is for us. And as we said, Emmanuel, Christ is with us. Yep. God is with us. Yeah, And that's key. Let me give you a good example of that. This would be a personal example. I can't remember how old I was, maybe eight or nine years old. And uh, a group of my cousins were going to go take some swimming lessons. And for, for whatever reason, I was afraid. And I hid in the bathroom, and I didn't go with them. And uh, I look back at that. I mean, there's a whole lot more of that story, but just the basic concept is I didn't do it. And so as I grew up through my teen years, when I'd get in the water, I would always have a kind of a concern, like a it was a healthy fear, I'll call it, because I didn't feel like I was a really strong swimmer, didn't know how to swim well, but I could get by, you know. I'd never swim across a long distance because I knew that was out of the question. But I could, you know, do what I needed to do in a short area, a small area. Probably 10, 12 years ago, uh, as we had a membership at Coal Harbor Place, I decided I'm going to learn how to swim. And so I asked some people for some helps and some tips. And when I learned how to swim, like with a true breathing, you know, head underwater, you know, stroke and uh, rhythm, I mean, it became what a joy, what a fun reality to know how to swim uh, in in a way that you felt safe and good. And yet, as a child, for whatever reason in that moment, I backed away. Uh, so, you know, it was not until I was, what, I guess in my mid to late 40s that all of a sudden it was like, okay, I conquered it. And uh, man, I love to swim. I mean, I, 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 I'm, I wish COVID wasn't kind of uh, controlling the schedule. I mean, you can still get in and get scheduled in, but it's not as easy now. So I, maybe I give into that too much to not go swimming. But when I get a chance to, like it is one of the most enjoyable activities, exercises I can do. But because I was willing to learn how to, but all those years that I didn't really know how to swim well was because... One day, as a young child, I had fear. So it's interesting that for any one of us, maybe there is something that we keep saying no, or we just don't step into it because one time back there, we said, that's too much. So how about taking courage and trying something new and facing the fear? Yeah, so as we conclude, what's next for this week? What is a fear that you are facing? Hmm. And I guess the question is, are you letting it become an anxiety Yeah. or are you going to take courage and step into the future, step into the unknown and say, you know what, God is for me, Romans chapter eight and Emmanuel, God is with me. Yeah. 
good word. And uh, hopefully we will take steps. And maybe what we could be is, as a reference, to be people of encouragement, mm. to inspire courage within one another. And so if you're like, yeah, I'm struggling here, you know what? Call on somebody that you believe would be a person of encouragement to encourage, to inspire, to uh, motivate, to stand with, not to condemn or judge or scold, but just to be there as your number one cheerleader. And so, uh, yeah, take a step and uh, see what God will do. And as we talk about encouragement, I just want to encourage you to join us on Christmas Eve. I know, you know, a lot of us are traditionalists. I'm a traditionalist. I love being in the church building, lighting candles and all of that uh, stuff that comes with Christmas Eve. And this year that can't happen. There are restrictions in place. And even if they lift in time, it's really not in time for everything to come together. But we have been working really hard on the Christmas Eve service. Mm. And there are some beautiful things that are going to be shared that are going to touch your heart and encourage you that God is with us. And so please join us on Christmas Eve at 4, 6, or 8 p.m. on our church online platform. Go to our website, wearehillside.church. Click on the church online button. You will want to be there. It will be such an encouragement as we step out of the fear of this last year into the unknown of the next year, knowing that Christ is with us and Christ is coming back. Good word. So thanks for joining us for what's next. We'll see you next week.